0: Hello and welcome to the Court of Valets Podcast. I'm Joe and this week I am actually here with Just V. Hi. And this is actually our 40th episode, which is still crazy. Anyway, we're a comic podcast that uploads weekly. You can check the show notes for which comics we'll be covering this week and their timestamps so that you can skip over those titles if it's something you haven't read yet or aren't interested in reading. So because it is just me and V this week, we are only going to be having two titles that we're talking about this week. Both of them take place in Gotham City. Both of them have to do with our man in black. So I am going to leave it to V to start us off.
1: Ooh. So this week is Batman 102, of course written by Tinian, our boy, and drawn by Carlo Pagalayan. We are going to get into it. It's pretty much the introduction of the Ghostmaker who is a cyber ninja super Cyan. <laughs> 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 so we get an introduction right off the bat to this MC Hammer Pants wearing break, okay he's, he's dressed like a ninja from the waist down and up above that he is a man of the future he's got a bug like helmet he's got this big heavy very unwieldy cape lots of fabric he's got swords he's got an attitude problem he's shown up in gotham he's like basically batman isn't dealing with crime the way i would deal with crime
0: (laughs) i feel like we've heard that statement so many times over the years for batman
1: it's like sir where have you been like everyone does that and they show up and they're like i can do it better So, here comes Mr. Ninja, and he has a lot to compete with, right? Because we had Azrael, who was just, like, this OP Batman with a million spikes, right? This guy is, like, (laughs) it's like Batman gone wrong. And then you have Ra's al Ghul, who's basically, like, the Doctor Doom of the DC Universe, you know?
0: Yeah. Then you also have Red Hood.
1: I mean, in Red Hood, like, we're gonna get into him. I have my issues (laughs) with Red Hood as well. But I'm, apparently I'm the only one because everyone loves Red Hood. He's like a, a snack or something. I don't care. So this guy is like interrogating a cop as if he were a criminal. And the guy's like, look, I'm not dirty. You can't do this. This isn't how bats do things. And the guy's like, "That you've activated my trigger. I'm not a bat. And now I'm going to stab you. So, I don't think he kills him either. I think he just stabs him through the yeah, shoulder. Yeah, he just stabs him. Yeah.
0: But he's doing, like, typical Batman tactics of hanging him upside down from, like, a grappling hook thing or whatever. I don't and, even like, know if that's a... Batman looking building.
1: Is that a Batman move? I feel like everyone's I been mean, doing it.
0: I usually tie that to Batman. I would feel like maybe, like, Green Lantern would do something similar.
1: That's what I was thinking of right off the bat, but then I was like, nah, he'd do something nah. silly like put him in a hamster wheel. <laughs> Mr. Wacky. You know what, you know who do it? Um, who? I was gonna say Robin Hood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Green, Green Arrow. Arrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I mean, so, not, I cannot remember You're names. half
0: right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is gonna be a long episode, I'm so sorry. Okay, now back to this comic. So you're right, it, it is kind of a bat move. I can understand how they'd be like, Oh my gosh, it's another bat person, I'm just gonna roll with the punches. But no, there are too many people now who aren't bat people who are just, like, weird. But, like, yeah. with Gotham Girl and Gotham Dude running around a while ago, you'd think, like, they'd be like, oh, no, it's another one of these guys.
0: I completely forgot about them. The Freaking Tom King's Gothamite supers.
1: Everyone has to leave their mark somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it just stains all over the carpet. <laughs> But, yeah, Tinian's been going around throwing confetti, so... (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of inventions, we cut away from this scene of him interrogating the cop, and we see Batman in action. And Batman, of course, is doing his fun little video game move where he sneaks up behind, grabs a bad guy, pretends to break their neck, but doesn't really... So, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's dealing with these hipsters wearing... Clown Jackets uh, They call themselves the Grinners
0: Oh my, yeah <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about the Grinners
1: Listen, say what you want About Tinian, he has, he has Imagination <laughs>
0: He has a very creative mind, yes Does Do he? I Always agree with <laughs> The ideas? Maybe not Do I still enjoy his writing? Yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you have to do a lot of Stuff to see what sticks we find out that these are the people who have had some exposure to clown toxin, but, like, mm-hmm. not enough to make them jokers or kill them. Maybe just a little facial paralysis and colorblindness.
0: Yeah, kind of like what Lucius had, but because he got the toxin, or the antitoxin, like, pretty quickly from Batwoman, like, it kind of suppressed it a good amount for him. It makes sense. I mean, like, we, we have seen, like, these... Grinners in like the in Blackgate prison and Arkham Asylum once in a while. So they have been a thing for a while, so it does make a little bit of sense. Especially now that this is post Joker War in Gotham City trying to rebuild yet again
1: well, from another event. Right. So we're cleaning up what was left over, which is basically these guys. Apparently Batman doesn't like to do the cleanup because he likes to just watch them. So he's not like, you know, oh, oh no, how do I find the Joker's old crew? It's like they're there. So they don't know he's there, but he likes to do surveillance on them just so he knows when a new Joker attack is coming. So Oracle's tapped into this bar, the smile bar, where she's saying, you know what, it seems pretty quiet. You can totally like get in there and bust some heads, but why? And he says, well, there's a child out there. (laughs) And that child wants to kill clowns. Actually I don't think he said it that way She guessed that he he just basically Wants to take these guys in So that that little kid can't be corrupted Any further by killing clowns I think it's sweet but a little (laughs) misguided
0: If you take all the clowns Off the street there's no clowns for Clown Hunter to kill
1: I mean that's (laughs) one way but like
0: Like, I promise I wouldn't take Him in this time So I have to do an entire City sweep anything clown Related's gotta go
1: I just disagree with all of this, like, honestly, I mean, it's sad, it really is sad. He lost his parents, a lot of people did, but this one child needs to go to jail. Because he, he's a murderer!
0: It's not a good plan. Even as like Barbara, I don't remember because I read this on Tuesday, if she said like this is a really bad plan, or like she was against the plan, but because, you know, she's trying to be in her position as Oracle again, she can only do so much. I will say it is nice to see her as Oracle.
1: I do like her in her Oracle seat. And now
0: that the Batgirl series is done, I'm hoping that she just remains as Oracle.
1: She does kind of hint that she wants to do that because Mm -hmm. she can see Cass and Steph out there with the bat symbol on. Yeah. It's like, it gives me ideas. I think she Uh likes being the den mother. And I like her as that. I like her as a more mature character because they're constantly de-aging her and making her a little bit dumb but they don't wanna give up any of the prowess that she's earned over the years. But it just yeah. makes her an impossible person.
0: Mm-hmm. Because you can't be 18 or 19 or whatever and have like this 10 to 15 plus years of surveillance experience.
1: Exactly, you can't like do the, oh, she has a degree in uh, computer engineering and also uh, she's had all this time off for recovery, all these years of being Batgirl, like when did she start? When she was five, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, it's nice to see her more mature. gives room for younger heroes to sort of grow and develop. But yeah, so he's talking to Oracle. She guesses that he doesn't want to, like, put the child in jail or juvie or whatever. Sorry, it makes me so annoyed that he doesn't put him in jail. It's, if he was not wearing a costume, would he be put in jail? Or at least juvenile detention?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a murderer, and usually Batman doesn't let that fly unless you're Jason Todd.
1: Well, I mean it's it is hard to decide because he does like kind of take on like kids and he tries to house them places like um mm. Signal. So like, you know,
0: like he gave him like the softest type of out there was, which was giving him Leslie Tompkins' business card.
1: It's true. I mean, like I get it. The city is under siege. But it really obviously it didn't work. It didn't make an impact at all. This yeah. kid has like bloodlust. So, he breaks into the bar, it's a trap. The place, the surveillance has been on a loop, and Oracle was bamboozled. (laughs) He sees a weird sigil that kind of, I'm gonna be real, it kind of looks like the Punisher's skull, just a little. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, honestly, I thought that was such a random tidbit. You have this sci-fi ninja Overwatch Genji in the DC universe right. and he's running around with a spray paint can as his calling card.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen this guy's a weird, all right like don't don't even play with me. He's sort of a mismatch of too many things so I do not mind at all that he's like carrying around spray paint so he can do a little ego boost on the wall. It's silly but it's he's silly. So he's just like here's my sigil. It's kind of like a skull and it's kind of like a ghost and it doesn't really look like either. <laughs> and there's a line down the middle for some reason. So like Batman's like, oh, it's not Clown Hunter, it's something else. He knows this guy and he's like, this is personal. Oracle, stay out of it. And he runs off and I'm like, "Ah, this is one of those moments. We're having a Moffat moment. This is where He's going to change personality for the sake of the story or the sake for the true O.C.
0: You thought you knew Batman's past, but we're about (laughs) to prove you wrong.
1: We're about to put another thing in there. Pretty soon, (laughs) Batman will have met everyone in the world (laughs) as a child. So we see Batman as a teenager. He's psychotic. He kicks a drunk Irishman through a window He starts yelling at him, like, Be my master! I'll show you what a good pupil I can be! (laughs) Freaking
0: Dublin, Ireland, no less. (laughs) Like, not just, like, a random Irishman in a bar. He's on, like, his journey or whatever to be Batman in Ireland.
1: Can I explain to you how annoying this is to me? He goes to a different country. He creates property damage, and then his only explanation for doing so is, I wanted you to take me seriously. And it's like, Okay, this isn't even his bar, and you could have mm-hmm. hurt him, you threw him through a window. Secondly, you just admitted this guy is the best knife fighter in the world, and your only skill so far is hand-to-hand combat, and you're gonna take this guy on? What the heck? <laughs> you're gonna die! He's just like, let me show you what I, what I know, and it's like, I don't think he cares, sir. You just beat him up while he was drinking that seems like the wrong time to be like asking for lessons yeah anyways so he starts taking on this guy he's like come on i'll show you what i learned and, and like a and dweeb and then this other guy shows up with a stupid daredevil
0: again with this daredevil mask <laughs> thing what is going on with dc and this like obsession with like pre-daredevil outfits it's just this bandana, or whatever, covering the eyes completely, and then the bottom half of the face is fully exposed, and they like to like show their whatever chins. civvies. You had Daredevil, you had the underbroker, and now you have, a uh, this guy, Ghostmaker.
1: hmm Yeah, and then, so he, like, gets in all in Bruce's I- face, he's, like, taunting him, he's like, ah, oh, man, this guy, he's so annoying, he's rich, he's, uh, American. And he's a crier. He likes to cry about dead parents. He kind of sucks. <laughs> and Bruce goes feral, because now they're gonna fight over the knife man. They this both want to
0: learn knife fighting. Ridiculous! It's like an anime scene. He points at him from across the alley. He's like, "Hey, he can't train you because he's gonna be busy training me."
1: Sorry, Bruce. You failed. And then he like hides his uh, <laughs> mouth behind his hand, and, like laughs. Very silly. And so then, of course, Bruce responds in uh, an appropriate (laughs) manner. He starts screaming as he runs headlong towards this man, just charges him, saying, I swore if I saw you again, I would break every bone in your body after what you did to our master in Morocco. And they're fighting, and they're punching, and they're doing little ninja things, and they're breakdancing. The drunk guy's just standing there, like, with a knife, like, I hate teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) So we come back to the present now that we know that Bruce was annoying as a child. And Gotham City, little Santa Prisca. We see a rundown apartment. The landlord is arguing with Harley Quinn. We're going to have that woman sticking around, being part of the Bat family.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: She tries to explain to him that uh, he should sell to her because she's going to pay double. She tries to explain to him also that... He's discriminating against her for having a costume and he wouldn't do that to superman you just have to like follow any news article even if she's not instigating it chaos follows her Mm -hmm. it is a bad idea to get close to harley quinn and he's like we have families in this building this is a community like you have to be very quiet you can't talk to any of the neighbors you have to be nice because these people are good people and we survived bane we survived joker it's like sir You will not survive Harley Quinn. (laughs) Because I doubt you had either of those two villains living with you. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And not that she's a villain. Like, I love Harley Quinn, but, like, she should not be around people. But she is still
0: a part of that world. Therefore, no matter what, trouble is going to follow.
1: And, as if to prove her point, at the very end, she's like, what's your policy on hyenas? And I'm already like, alright, kick her out. Do it. Yeah. Like, you're not getting that deposit back. A... And, B, your building's going to be completely destroyed. But, nope, he just lets her do it because he's like, if I don't let you, you're just going to move in anyway, so might as well give you a key and get some money out of it. It's stupid. So, to prove her point, or my point, I guess, that Harley Quinn is a chaos magnet, immediately (laughs) (laughs) we cut to Clown Hunter, and he's freaking standing on the building just staring at her like, Uh Guess what I'm gonna do? (laughs) He pulls up YouTube, learns how to make a bomb.
0: Like, of all the freaking things that this kid was going to do, so, like, surveillance, maybe. Okay, he doesn't have a gun or anything. But, like,
1: Uh, literally
0: looking up on YouTube how to blow things up.
1: If you look at his materials, he's just making pipe bombs. Like, everyone and their mom knows how to make pipe bombs, but you shouldn't do it. Like, don't do and that. And somehow
0: he's going to launch them all the way across, like, this opening <laughs> I wonder if he was going to, like,
1: try to hit them with his bat. <laughs> 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 he seems very stupid, so he's just kind of sitting there like, Yep, we're going to do this. It's going to be so exciting. I can't wait to blow up a building full of innocent people. I'm so thrilled with being a terrorist.
0: Uh, but, like, even, like... The video itself, like, because you you hear the dialogue from the video. He's like, okay, now that you have all your components to make this bomb.
1: It's real stupid.
0: I just wanted to hear, like, that don't forget to hit that like button and click subscribe. Dude, that would (laughs) have killed me.
1: Be sure to sign up for my Patreon. (laughs) My Etsy shop is. So he goes, are you reading my phone's mind? To this guy who, like, approaches him and says something like, basically what I was thinking like you're gonna blow yourself up you little oh, snot right.
0: uh, what's his name shows up
1: ghost maker
0: yeah clown
1: hunter noun occupation <laughs> try to remember it's really hard because I like to alternate them you know mm. so he's just like oh who are you and the guy's like Guess what I am I'm a ninja and I'm going to kill you basically just because you know Batman should have killed you when he didn't And the kid is like, I don't like
0: you. All the comebacks, like, I get you're a kid, but just saying, like, I really don't like you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I don't think I like you. But he says it in that kind of, like, shy, like, oh my goodness, someone's actually bigger than me and, like, stopping me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't like this. Like, he's trying
0: to sound tough, but it just comes off so sheepish.
1: Yeah, and, like, the text, they make it all very yeah. lowercase, whereas, like, normally it's uppercase.
0: Yeah, because, like, he's saying it, like, under his breath or whatever.
1: Mm. Although I think that's just his text in general. He kind of has this different...
0: Yeah, yeah I was, I was going to say, like, did you notice that when Clown Hunter speaks, his font is different from everybody else's?
1: Yeah. And I just thought it was because he was, like, a, a little kid, and they're trying to, like, make him look cool or something. Mm. I don't know. I'm not going to dwell on how... I'm just going to call him Casper, okay? Because I cannot remember (laughs) Ghost (laughs) Maker. So Casper's helmet keeps changing size and shape, and it's driving me absolutely nuts. He basically is like, haha, I have high-tech stuff. I can hack into your phone and see what you're doing. I'm going to stop you. He's like, I'm not like Batman. I'm not from Gotham. I'm from the outside world. And the outside world, we don't just throw killers back into the water with the other fish we got them. And I'm like, where? Where though? (laughs) Because um, last time I checked, everyone else is just kind of nicer out there. (laughs) I do think that they don't believe in the catch and release program quite as hard as Gotham does. So, Mr. Part of the Problem shows up to save the kid. And there's a real missed opportunity here because I have been dying... For Batman to like shove this kid out of danger by just grabbing him by the mohawk and flinging him behind him. <laughs> because that mohawk in the helmet is driving me absolutely nuts. So Batman grabs the child, he shoves him away, and goes, Ghostmaker! And Ghostmaker <laughs> goes, Batman! And then they have this anime show off where it's just like, We had an agreement, this is my city! And he goes, Then do your damn job! Which made me think of you, <laughs> Joe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, the whole thing is very... Like, I'm telling you, its it reminds me more of, like, the G.I. Joe thing of Snake Eyes versus White Shadow. Like, just these two rival ninja people who clearly trained together, had a master... The guy in white killed the master. The guy in black set out for vengeance, hope to never see each other again, always going into combat when they see each other. Here's
1: my suggestion from, go- from here on out, I suggest that Tomasi start the stories and then Tinian finishes them.
0: I can go with that.
1: The beginning of Tinian's arcs are rough and I don't mm-hmm. like them. And Tomasi, I have the exact opposite yeah. of the problem he ends them like he's tired of talking
0: yeah he's like and batman saved the day at the end
1: yeah and then he had a nice mm-hmm. cup of tea and yeah there yeah. are like five plot holes but you know what don't think <laughs> about that because i have to go to the bathroom so this one ends with the standoff where basically he's doing that same posture where he's like winner takes all if you beat mm-hmm. me you can keep gotham if i win i get gotham and it's like no deal idiot like if you kill him all the bats are coming for you
0: deal you idiot Ghostmaker, i feel like i would like him more as a character if he wasn't tied to bruce already i feel like if he was just rolling in brand new villain like what they did with the designer i feel like i would have liked him more and they could have developed a lot more on that I don't like tying him to this past life type of thing.
1: I wouldn't mind if he knew Bruce in the past if he was like a villain he'd stopped or something, but I don't care for this whole like and they were roommates situation yeah. where you're like, Oh, they were best friends and then they had a falling out. It's like how many times do we have to keep doing this thing where Bruce had a best friend and it fell mm-hmm. out? Or Bruce had another student and it fell out? Like he's had this happen before, even it's with the time other ninjas. And time again. Yeah, yeah, so it's fine. It is what it is.
0: Like, I don't know. It's something that we've seen in in Batman time and time again, and it's some, it's just a trope that we've seen multiple times. It wasn't good then. I, it, it isn't good it's now. It's definitely overplayed <laughs> out.
1: Yeah. I think the only time I've ever liked a retcon uh, for Batman's past was with Hush.
0: Court of Owls? Does that count as a retcon?
1: It does, but I don't think it counts, like, for personally Bruce was kind of like his parents mm-hmm. retcon and I always get kind of touchy when people like retcon anything about his parents because it's like yeah it's enough you know yeah
0: yeah we don't
1: need the secret society that Thomas Wayne was part of we don't need to know that Martha was the Joker we don't mm-hmm. need to know that there was like some dark secret tying the Waynes to the underworld of Gotham yeah. so it really didn't have that much to say about it,
0: <laughs> me either. Honestly, like it felt it, it was very quick, it was disappointing for me. Like, I don't know, I gave this thing like a four or five out of ten.
1: It's such a blip on my radar, it really
0: yeah. said nothing. Like I said, like I would prefer Ghost Maker to not have been tied to Batman, and I thought a lot of the stuff was ridiculous. and Clown Hunter just needs to go to jail for his murder crimes that he's committed.
1: Listen, he just needs to go to trial, cause like he killed a lot of things, people in self defense,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I get that. Like I can't and, like, even fault him for too killing. Of, like
0: nobody is going to stand against him if he if he were to go to trial.
1: That's what I think.
0: So like I do get it to like a certain degree,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: he definitely needs to you know be taught. It He's escalating.
1: He and he is a serial killer. Like you yeah. can't just like nod your head at a serial killer. No. So he's, like, got a taste for it. He's going to attack a building of people. That's a problem.
0: Yeah, and, and like you said, too, like, Tinian, he can't really start him off well. But a couple issues into the plot, I feel like it may be a little bit more developed.
1: Yeah. This entire issue, I think the the point of it was to get it onto shelves and have it be the first appearance of the... Ghost Ghostmaker, thank you, <laughs> so that you can like collect it. Yeah, it's not for reading. So if you're into reading comics, don't get it. But if you want to collect it because you think Ghostmaker is going to become something, which I bet you even money he won't.
0: I feel like a lot of these characters that and created are just gonna fall to the sidelines once he's off of Batman.
1: I can't even believe they've taken Punchline this far. She's so boring. I know.
0: This was definitely a setup issue for the plot, but I don't feel like it was necessary enough because I'm sure as this arc progresses, each issue is going to describe about how Bruce knew him at childhood.
1: And I also feel like because I read this right after I read the three Jokers, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it just felt really sparse because the Jokers one the, the Joker series is very thick.
0: Yes, that that's actually what we're going to be talking about next. Which is the Black Labels, which actually came out last week, but because we had our Batman Long Halloween episode last week, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. So that was going to be our little bonus story for this one, which was the conclusion issue to Batman 3 Jokers, written by Jeff Johns and the art is by Jason Fabic. It was good. There are some things towards the ending of the story that really like kind of lost me here and there. Overall, I felt like it was a good premise, but I don't know. A lot of these writers, it's like they just don't know how to finish up the arc. You know, I don't know. This kind of had gave me what we were talking about last week with Long Halloween, where Jeff Loeb had like his little head cannons for Catwoman, mm-hmm. which got introduced later. I feel like this was. Kind of a similar vibe in terms of like jeff johns uh where we last left off with the three jokers one out of the three was shot by jason todd these main three jokers were known as the criminal the clown and the comedian jason killed the clown so now we're left standing with the comedian and the criminal their plan after kidnapping jason was to try and make a new Joker. That's what all of this has been about. They've been trying to create a better Joker, one that had an identity behind the smile, which was a quote in the last issue. We jump into this one with Batman, Batgirl, and Jason, all in the Batcave, looking over these crime scene photos of Jokerized victims, along with photos of the three main Jokers. They're talking about how the criminal Joker seems to be more focused on the goal instead of the theatrics, and Bruce actually has a flashback to, like, golden silver age Batman. Right. Because that's that's what that one reminds him of. Then they say how the clown Joker seemed to embrace more lethal campiness like a children's show host, which is the one that Jason killed. And he was the one that was using, like, the Joker eyes like piranhas and had the shark and whatnot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then this third one, the comedian, the one that seems to have um, very similar imagery to the Killing Joke Joker, he apparently has something under his smile, a sadistic streak that was stronger than the other two, <laughs> which you get a glimpse of um, the Joker from New 52. I never read anything with that Joker because, again, I never read New 52.
1: Didn't New 52 Joker like, cut his own face off?
0: Yes, he did that too.
1: So why does he have his own face on now?
0: That's never explained. Gotcha. That's been something that's been around from like New 52 to Rebirth.
1: Just needed to double check.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's like, again, like when we first started talking about this, I thought one of the three Jokers was going to be that one with the the face that was peeled off and stapled back on.
1: Instead, they're all pretty similar.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... They're going over the notes, and then Jason just, you know, as he does, he's like, I'm going to kill them, and then we won't have any more problems with this, and Batman flips out. He's like, you're not doing that. I'm not going to let you, and Jason knows that, like, Bruce can't stop him because it will put everybody's identities in danger, because he's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to throw me in jail, and then what? You're going to have to have Batgirl as a witness because she was the one that saw me do it.
1: Right. And then she'll have to unmask.
0: Exactly. And then your plans are just going to fall flat. He was
1: was just grabbing his clothes to shake him. Which is just so ineffectual. We keep seeing Batman do this to Jason over and over. He just shakes him and like, (laughs) be good. And Jason's like, no, you're not my real dad. (laughs) It's so overplayed. It's getting to be
0: parodied like too much now Mm -hmm. within itself. So then both of them are just like, let's just drop it. Let's get back to business here. And then immediately, Bruce is like, Jason, I'm sorry I failed you. I can help you have a new identity. Just drop the Red Hood title. We can give you a new name. (laughs) And then Jason just looks at me he's like, No.
1: (laughs) I think that also Batman's a little bit spooked because they've admitted they're trying to make a new Joker. And they kind of said like outright that they thought like uh, red hood would be a good one for it it made sense because he took on the red hood which is what they all did before they became the joker Mm -hmm. so like what if he became the red hood and this is just like a very slow progression into jokerdom and batman's like goodness like he hadn't thought of that like no (laughs) so now he's like i'm gonna give you any identity you want what do you want just (laughs) ask for it because it's not gonna be the joker
0: do you still want a hood? Do you still want to be the color red? We can make it work. Whatever you want. You want have
1: the crimson head? How about the crimson <laughs> bonnet? <sighs> I
0: don't know, but yeah, so Jason's like, no, I'm not changing my name. Let's just stay on track here. And speaking of identities, I feel like you know the Joker's identity and you just wouldn't say anything. And Batgirl's. Just calls him crazy. He's like, that's something that Bruce would share with us if he actually knew the identity. And then Bruce <laughs> just kind of has this pause of, right.
1: <laughs> Barbara, how long have you known him? <laughs> he wouldn't tell you anything. And every time you think he's learned his lesson, he's just like, nope, doubling down. Nope.
0: <laughs> the Bat Crew get alerted from the Bat Computer because what also happened last issue is that the Jokers kidnapped Joe Chill. Out of his prison cell. I feel so bad for Joe Chill. And so they are finally getting the alert. They show up to the scene of the crime. Inspecting the prison cell. Asking what happened. As Batman is inspecting the cell. He notices several letters written to Bruce Wayne. From Joe Chill. He asks the security guard about it. He's like what are these doing here? And the guard just says that he has to talk to Reverend Evans. (laughs) Who... I guess runs Arkham or helps run the prison or whatever. I never heard of this man before. I didn't know that a reverend would have a position like this. Well, he,
1: you've got to have like a chaplain on staff for people who are religious. I suppose,
0: yeah. yeah. So while Bruce is investigating about these letters, Jason is talking to Batgirl outside, apologizing to how he acted at the cave. He's like, "I won't put any of you at risk like that again. I promise." Batgirl just looks at him. She's like, I'll unmask if I have to. And then just walks away.
1: I mean, they did kiss last episode, or last issue. They did. And he is, like, thinking about that. Because apparently she's a good kisser. But she's just like, <laughs> ha ha,
0: lol, not the same. Mm-hmm. And she said that, too, immediately after the kiss. <laughs> where she's like, I... Don't know why I did that. I just felt like I needed to show you that people care about you. It's a little bit grody. Especially because, again, like they kiss and all he's wearing is a towel. That
1: is true. But you know, that should be factored in on her favor because it's a little bit harder to resist. He has a great body. The problem mm. I see is he's very similar to Dick.
0: Dick crazy. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh no. That's the immediate thing that I keep thinking about, which is like, what's her relationship with Nightwing at this point? You do
1: not want to be the redhead they pass around at Wayne Manor. Ugh. So, don't, don't do the brother thing. Yeah. So, she's just like, not having it, but she's just like, that was one kiss. That was the freebie. Mm-mm. Now you have to be good.
0: It didn't mean anything.
1: He's like, I care about you. She's like, if you care about me, you will not do crime. If you do mm-hmm. crime, I will take my mask off. You will have ruined my entire crime-fighting career, and I'll do it. And he's just <laughs> like, oh, I'll, I'll never do anything again. He's like immediately whipped. It's weird. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, so, it's so rough to see with Jason.
1: He's an emotional yo-yo this whole series.
0: <laughs> After that, we cut back to Batman he's looking through these letters and it's all apology letters from joe chill but none of them are complete he shows them to the reverend and the reverend says that they were all written before uh, joe chill came down with his illness because i believe he had like a stage four type of cancer
1: Mm -hmm. that's right
0: bruce is still like flipping through the letters and he notices that one of them is titled to batman it's from the joker And he opens it up, and it has a ticket for the Mask of Zorro. So immediately he's like, oh my gosh. Cuts to the Bat Crew going to the Monarch Theater.
1: I don't want to hear about this theater ever again. I'm sorry.
0: After reading Joker War with all of this...
1: It's identical!
0: It's literally like an AU of this exact story.
1: Did they talk beforehand? Did he get ideas?
0: I wonder if, like, a lot of it was because of the pause on publication.
1: What if they just wrote it at the same time and they didn't know the other was writing <laughs> think
0: They were just comparing notes.
1: What if they didn't? What if they each just wrote their own Batman story and they're like, this one's out of continuity, no big deal. Mm-hmm. They both wrote their stories and then Tinian got his out first and now G.J. Is like, ugh, well, it's too late now. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: So... They go to the Monarch Theater, which was clearly broken into, and on the front sign of the theater, it now says, One Night Only, the New Joker. <clears throat> Without a word, Batman signals for Batgirl to go th- in through the roof, and then signals for Jason to go in through the back. And he just goes right in through the main entrance. As Bruce is walking through, the video reel starts to play on the screen, and it's the video that. One of the jokers recorded of Joe Chill in the ambulance that they kidnapped him in, asking for his confession about the murder of the Waynes. As that starts playing, Batgirl opens up this door and a bunch of Usher dressed, Jokerized victims come sprawling out. Cuts back to Batman, and we now see the criminal Joker holding a rope which is attached to a chair, is attached to Joe Chill, with its hind legs hanging off of the scaffolding. Yeah. And he then refers to Batgirl as the cripple, and then Jason as the child, saying that he knows that they're there with him, that Batman didn't come alone.
1: Well, yeah, because he was considering making either of them into the new Joker.
0: Yeah. And then he also reveals that he has a vest full of dynamite on him. So, Batman really has to watch his step here. You start seeing like little blips of the video reel where Joe Chill is confessing about how it wasn't just a random murder. He knew who the Wayne's were when he shot them and he hated them for what they had money, they had power. So, it was like a jealousy, anger thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was so much like cutting back and forth here. Cut back to Batgirl upstairs fighting these Jokers. The comedian shows up and actually shoots the Jokerized victims that were fighting Batgirl. And she immediately turns around. She's like, Jason? And then cut back to the criminal saying that he wants to make Joe Chill a Joker. And he's the prime candidate for a Joker because that means that the Joker will mean even more to Batman than he already does.
1: that's the plot (laughs) hooray
0: (laughs) the plot is like everything else with the Joker it's just an obsession of like I need to be the thing in your life that you are always striving to fight if you're not thinking about me 24 7 clearly you don't care about me this gives me just such like Lego Batman yeah resemblances
1: (laughs) yep it's a little shippy and he kind of reminds me of Nicholson.
0: Yes, he does. Yeah. Yes. So his main whole thing was just like, I just want to mean as much to you as possible. So that is why I'm going to Jokerize this man. <laughs> and like, I will say reading that, like, it definitely took me by surprise a little bit. This criminal Joker says like, the Joker is nothing more than undefined chaos. And now Joe Chill will become the Joker who matters.
1: Because he has that backstory.
0: Exactly.
1: But here's the thing. I think that it's a little like a meta when they do this, and it kind of gets on my nerves. The whole, like, Mm. there's always Joker and Batman. Joker's Batman's greatest enemy. It's like, no, not even in world. And it's sort of that same (laughs) thing where it's like Batman is better than Superman. It's like, no, he just sells better. Like, these are the things that matter. And so, Joker isn't Batman's greatest villain. Joker's just the villain that sells the most. And so, they have to constantly try to come up with reasons why he is Batman's, like, opposite. Even though Mm -hmm. he really isn't. He's kind of doesn't match. He's there. That's it. He's done some damage, but, like, even as he's telling Batman all this stuff... Batman just kind of looks at him like, he's not really listening anymore. Like, he's heard this no. speech so many times. It's just white noise at this point. Joker's just <laughs> annoying. He's like a little chihuahua that won't shut up. Well, I mean, it's as good a motivation as any, I guess. So yeah, the motivation is poor Jocho. He's dying mm-hmm. of cancer. And he's like, guess what? We're going to cure your cancer. We're going to destroy your mind. Batman just like, leave the old man alone, please. <laughs> it's just it's just sad
0: and then again like we were listening into this video confession and now joe chill in the video was saying how when he shot the waynes he didn't notice that they had bruce with him the gun was already going off when he realized just what kind of people the waynes were for gotham city they were people that were trying to help he didn't only just take thomas and martha wayne away from gotham he took them away from bruce And all of this time, he never knew how to apologize to Bruce for killing his parents.
1: This sounds so insane. It sounds like something Bruce would have manufactured in his head. It's like, this is what I Mm want to hear. In the moment I killed your parents, my entire philosophy changed. I no longer (laughs) envied the rich. All of a sudden, the people who were richer than me, I realized, were also better than me. Like, that doesn't (laughs) sound real, but okay. Yeah.
0: And in this moment, as Bruce is, like, listening to this, the Joker is trying to get his lighter ready and accidentally falls into the vat of acid down below where he was going to drop Joe Chill, which then causes the entire theater to go up in flames. I will say it was a nice panel of, like, reminded me of revenge of the sith of anakin and obi-wan fighting in front of like this giant flame oh
1: yeah like there be there just is so much action after this point all of a sudden the panels have to get smaller to cover it all but it's all flames Mm -hmm. it's all dramatic very cinematic
0: so now they're fighting in front of this fire and joe chill is now falling into this flaming vat (laughs) of acid to everyone's surprise batman saves him He swoops in, he grabs Joe Chill from falling into these chemicals, Mm -hmm. and now both the comedian and the criminal are trying to escape the theater. So now Batman is standing in the middle of crime alley with Joe Chill, who is now apologizing to Batman, as well as the criminal, and the criminal is about to blow all of them up with his vest of dynamite until he gets shot by the comedian Joker. I called it when we were talking about the first issue. I said that the comedian was going to be the surviving one.
1: Wicked would away.
0: I don't know. I felt like the clown was too wacky, and I felt like the criminal was way too serious. I felt like the comedian was a nice little blend of the two. He was
1: definitely staying in the background. He was playing crazier than he was, and kind of yeah. just being pushed around. And so... You know, that could either go one way of him being fodder or the other, which is him putting on a show, which is what the Joker Mm -hmm. does.
0: Exactly. It's what he does best. And even like what Batman said in the beginning of this issue where he felt like the comedian had more behind his smile.
1: Which I hate that line. That sounds stupid. G.J., what the heck?
0: But it does explain it a little bit. So he shoots the criminal Joker and looks at Batman. He's like, and now there was only one. Alright, you can take me in now. As it slowly, like, fades out. Yeah. Police show up. They're taking care of this flaming monarch rundown theater. We cut now to Jason and Barbara asking, What about us?
1: What (laughs) us?
0: What about us, Barbara?
1: She had a moment of weakness. There was a naked man in her room.
0: Give me a chance. And Barbara just looks at him and... Reminds him again. You got the wrong impression. And he's just like, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry. I just... And uh, he leaves.
1: The, this could have been so great. Because in the last issue, they have a sweet moment. Because he sees all the therapy books. The physical therapy books. Mm-hmm. He sees her calendar. He sees her wheelchair. Her calendar is covered in appointments. Dad picking me up to go to physical therapy. Water aerobics. She did so much work to be the person she was. And she persevered and he sees this and he's just like completely broken because he's been beat with a cane again. And he's like, you know, how did you do it? He's just amazed Mm -hmm. by her. And she's like, I had people who loved me, who took care of me. And he's like, I never had that. She's like, you would have, we just thought you were dead.
0: Exactly. And
1: he's like, nobody ever said that to me before. And I'm like, doubt. But she's like, (laughs) oh, well, I'm sorry, Jason. I wanted to be. It's like, nobody mm. ever said that before. It's like, Jason, can you get out of your angst for five minutes? This is so over the top.
0: Like, it was very Tumblr, like, fangirl Jason. Yeah. As we were reading it. I think we said that once before, too. He's been
1: caricatured into this, this weird shadow of his former self. Mm-hmm. And we see it here, too, even when they're talking, where she, he's just very over the top dramatic. There's no history between them like that. And it comes no. out of nowhere, where he's just like, I will throw away everything for you. And it's like, "Oh my gosh. sir, yeah. no, if he's that needy, like, give him a girlfriend, but don't recycle Babs. Like, let Babs exactly. have her own thing instead of
0: Jason. Like, it, it just doesn't work. And, like, I, I do believe that in the comics in recent years, they had more, like, panel time together, if you will. I believe in, like, the Batman or maybe, like, the Batgirl series or whatever, you saw more of Jason and uh, Barbara working together and things, and people were like, oh, could this be something new?
1: Apparently, according to G.J., yes.
0: And speaking of, like, appointments with her dad and stuff, after Jason leaves, Commissioner Gordon shows up and he's like, I just want you to know, I always support you. I support your work with, with Batman. You guys do good work, but... I don't approve of Red Hood.
1: She's <laughs> like, you shouldn't get involved with, with bad boys, Ms. Batgirl.
0: <laughs> Batgirl just like, she's just staring off. She's like, "What I who I involve myself with is none of your business, dot, 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 dad. And then rides off on her motorcycle. <laughs> I think TJ
1: is having too much fun at this point. Just a little bit. It just feels really
0: uh, it's very fan servicey. Yeah, it's, it's over the top. Mm-hmm. We end up with that scene, and now we cut to Batman in the van with the Joker riding to Arkham. And they're just kind of staring at each other for a bit. And Joker goes on to say how, you know, he always knew it was Bruce Wayne, but his identity didn't matter to him. Because exposing Batman as Bruce Wayne would mean that they would no longer be Batman
1: which we know therefore
0: there would no longer be a reason for the joker
1: he implies kind of the other jokers don't know or didn't know who he was but he knew i did kind of like this i like that he was the opposite of the older joker the criminal Mm. i hate their titles their titles are stupid the oldest joker was like oh you know you need to have more meaning like we don't mean enough to you and he's just like i just want to be chaotic he's like i am chaos i am everything to you i am nothing to you i want to keep this merry-go-round going and it will go on until i say so i do like that joker the
0: best yeah I, i get to that yeah so he's talking about like the identity thing didn't care whatever now he starts talking about the other two jokers that he was working with and said that The clown one that Jason uh, killed, like he just wanted to laugh and it just felt very average for a Joker. It wasn't something that he was a fan of and that the criminal was delusional and wanting the Joker to have an identity and it just ruins everything that the Joker is. And like what you said, like the Joker is everything and he is nothing. He is chaos and he is this. With his whole speech of like being nothing and everything, he says how the Joker was never broken. It was Batman that was broken. He was broken by this pain greater than anything, losing your parents. And that's why he was able to convince the other two that, like, we have to make Joe Chill our new Joker. He's the man who sent Gotham to hell because without Joe Chill, we would have no Batman. And seeing, like, Joe Chill just being so regretful and broken in some way, possibly gave relief to batman's pain of losing his parents because he's like he sees this man that's like now just so old and withering and being so sorry for what he did
1: he did get closure i think that was what it was it was closure because the confession that joe chill gives it doesn't feel authentic to me because it's stupid Because like he's like, I I, I killed your parents because I was jealous of their money. And then when I killed them, I thought, what have I done? In that very Mm -hmm. moment, I realized they're actually heroes of our city. They're the good guys. Like, what kind of PBS lesson went through his head while he was murdering? Like, that's so stupid. That doesn't happen. You don't suddenly have an entire change in ethics. Like, you don't go... Wow, I hate the rich. And then, like, while you're killing them, you go, the rich aren't bad. You don't do that. So if I can embellish on uh, this story, like, he was fed some of those lines. Because basically he said everything that damaged person like Bruce would want to hear. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I killed your parents uh, because I was jealous of them. Sure. But immediately after, I realized that they are good and great and i've lived in penance this whole time and not only am i dying but i i mean i do think like his his uh pain was real like he definitely regretted it absolutely but mm-hmm. like the words he said were like almost calculated to be exactly what bruce would want to hear that you that your parents are great that even the person who killed them loved them like <laughs> yeah. it was over the top
0: and it's just exactly what he needed because he got his closure, according to the Joker. And I did like his finishing line of that where he was saying, like, he healed Batman's greatest wound of, like, the loss of his parents. So that way, the Joker can be Batman's greatest pain from now on. There can no longer be anything above the Joker.
1: I want to repeat this. Batman just giving him this thousand-yard stare, like, Joker doesn't get it. He thinks he's this grand mastermind. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get that Batman would have saved this guy even if he didn't confess. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get that it doesn't matter how much closure you get. It doesn't change anything between him and his parents.
0: Yeah, and it's not like the movie Batman where it's like, you know, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you.
1: No, he absolutely has to save him Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: that's his code. And yeah, he doesn't like seeing Joe Chill. He's very clear about that, even though he's not going to do anything bad to him. He doesn't like seeing him. It makes him sad. But he sees him. He rescues him a few times. The guy's like, you should just kill me. I deserve it. And he's just like, no. Mm-hmm. Even though he knows this guy is going to die of cancer in within weeks.
0: Exactly. It's not
1: his place to take this guy's life. He's not going to do mm-hmm. it. And it's not like he's keeping him alive out of spite either. He's moved past that clearly he's already reached that closure but i think for us as the audience it's kind of nice to see that closure to be like we can see that he at least is that kind of person that he can look at the man who killed his parents and protect him and Mm -hmm. joe chill is that kind of man who's grown past his own sin into sort of a redemption arc of his own and i think both of those things are nice in their own right oh
0: yeah forget i think he was like laughing maniacally at at the end of that and then we cut to like the final like i I call it like the epilogue Mm -hmm. bruce visits joe chill basically on his deathbed and he shows him like the letters that he found doesn't explain how he found them but he has (laughs) them you just see the two of them like shake hands or whatever and then joe chill just dies and then we see jason going to barbara's apartment taping a note to her door and we're seeing like the monologue of like, him saying, he's like, I'm sorry for all that I did. I'll stop being Red Hood for you. Just give me a chance. Give us a chance. I love you, Barbara. I always will. But if you don't think that I'm worth a chance, I'll understand. Yours, Jason. <laughs> Meanwhile, Barbara's not even there. She's at the gym on her treadmill like she was in the beginning of this whole story. And then Jason must have bought some pretty crappy tape because it fell off the door and then got swept up by the janitor.
1: Which, let's be real, was for the best.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Because he's like, if you don't feel the same, just ignore this letter and I'll know that there's nothing between us. But just know that if you say yes, I'm going to give up being Red Hood. I'm going to be a changed man you could be my salvation baby and she's she would have had that guilt like she would have been like yeah, I'm not gonna like date you to turn you into a good person like that's that's not the kind of you don't twist
0: people like that Jason yeah so
1: like real mercy there she never has to see it he can go mm-hmm. oh my advances were rejected and she doesn't have to feel bad about it the next exactly. time he freaking kills someone and goes oh I could have stopped this if I'd only dated that horrible person Mm-hmm. He's so crazy. Just leave the nice ginger alone, all right? She's done so much for you, and you need to be nice and respect her boundaries that she clearly (laughs) stated. And so it was for his benefit, too, that she never got his written drunk text.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then we end the story with Bruce talking to Alfred about all this.
1: The way Alfred poses it is just chef's kiss. He's just like, I guess we'll never know who the Joker is. I wonder if if we could ever figure that out. And Batman's just like, oh, I've known the whole time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, like, typical Batman fashion. And this is where, again, like, it's so weird what DC decides, like, what's canon and what's not. So as Bruce is explaining this, we get flashbacks to The Killing Joke, Mm -hmm. where... Joker is getting the news that his wife had an electrical shortage at the house, causing the death of her and, of course, like the unborn child that she had. When in actuality, the police were getting her out of the city to have a whole new life and a whole new identity in Alaska. And then you see Batman staring off into this cabin looking at Joker's wife and child. Just living happily.
1: I will say that it, I was a little confused by the the cops saying, uh, "It's okay, lady. We pooled some money. Like the boys got together, we pooled some money. Like she's like a comedian's wife. I don't get how she's involved with the police, and I don't think she's testifying against him because he's not the Joker yet.
0: I, I don't remember what happened in Killing Joke. But they checked on them a couple times, I believe, because he was currently acting as a Red Hood. I don't remember 100%.
1: Well, she's in witness protection now.
0: Yeah. And Bruce ends the whole story with saying, he's like, I always knew to Joker's name, but it isn't important. You know, tying it to the same thing that Joker told him on the bus ride to Arkham, where your name's not important. It's what you're doing. It's
1: true. And he's right. But also, like, his, his reasoning for keeping it to himself... Saying that if that ever leaked, um, the paparazzi would come after his living wife and son. Um, have they not changed their names? <laughs> exactly. I'm so confused by that. And they're out in the wilderness in Alaska? hmm I don't... What paparazzi are going out to Alaska <laughs> to find a witness protection candidate to harangue them about the Joker?
0: None of it really made sense but honestly i still really enjoyed this story like it was a good three issues minus a couple things here and there i'd I'd still give it like a i don't know like anywhere from a six to an eight
1: yeah that seems like a good range for me too
0: it was good i mean it kept my attention we were all very invested in this story when we were all talking about it Mm
1: -hmm. yeah oh it had a lot of character and yeah i know we we rip on it a bunch and there are like so many plot holes (laughs) so many Mm -hmm. but at the same time like it is a good exercise in imagination and playing with some characters in a new way and we love to see it you want to see that imagination
0: so that is all we have for talking about comics this week and now we get to run down all the other ones that came out this week so for dc we have the printed version of Batman The Adventures Continue, number six, because I believe digitally they're up to like issues like 12 or 13 now. Goodness. So printed is slowly catching up. You had Deceased Dead Planet, number five, Sandman Universe, The Dreaming Waking Hours, number four, Black Label, Hellblazer, Rise and Fall, number two, Justice League, number 56, Strange Adventures, Director's Cut, number one. So I'm guessing an extended version of Tom King's Adam Strange story that's currently going on with Black Label. And then we also had Black Label Sweet Tooth The Return number one written and drawn by Jeff Lemire.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: So he's been posting about this a lot on his Instagram. I didn't pay any attention to it because I saw it. I was like, oh, The Return. That means there was one before that. I have a lot on my reading list already. I should not add another thing to it right now. Then we had Tales from the Dark Multiverse Hush Number 1, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, uh, writer for The Last God uh, Black Label series. And the art was done by Dexter Soy, who was doing the art for Batman and the Outsiders. And this was garbage. I don't even want to go into it all. If you recall us talking about any of these past Tales from the Dark Multiverse stories? Out of the five that came out before, I believe we all only liked one of them, and that was the Blackest Night one, which had Sinestro wielding both a black and white lantern ring.
1: It was dark, but it was very emotional.
0: Yes, it was emotional. It was interesting. It was good. This was garbage. Do I would not recommend. And then. Happy news for (laughs) a lot of people, and I wish Muse was here to celebrate with me, but the final issue of Young Justice from Brian Michael Bendis came out this week. I haven't been reading this series for quite a while now, so I have no idea what's going on after this. Mm -hmm. People are speculating that Impulse is going to just stick around in the Flash family, Tim's going to start showing up more in Batman comics. Superboy is probably going to be hanging out more in Action Comics and Superman. Cassie, nobody knows because Mariko Tamaki is currently set on her ways with Diana and Maxwell Lord. Mm. I'm sure Teen Lantern and Ginny Hex and Naomi and the Wonder Twins and Dial H for Hero just kind of fall through the cracks again. Mm Mm-hmm. But that was it for DC this week. They really did not have that much compared to Marvel, which, V, could you please read out for us? Oh,
1: absolutely. We get The Amazing Spider-Man, number 51.lr.
0: The Last Remains, because that's what they were been continuing since The Amazing Spider-Man number 50, because the story is just so big they couldn't fit it all into one issue, so they made a whole separate thing called Last Remains, which is just an extended version of this story and they did the same thing for this issue
1: <sighs> Atlantis Attacks number 4, Avengers number 38 Black Widow number 3 Captain Marvel number 23 Deadpool number 8 Guardians of the Galaxy number 8 Hellstrom, Marvel Tales number 1 uh, Marauders number 14 Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 20 Star Wars number 8 Thor number 9 Ultraman, The Rise of Ultraman number 3 U.S. Agent, number one. Web of Venom, Empire's End, number one. Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood, number one. And then X-Men, number 14.
0: The Empire's End, I believe that is, well, to end, like, the whole Empire event, I think it's also supposed to introduce the King in Black event. And the Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood, I'm tempted to pick up. I still need to read that Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Red, actually. You do, you do, it's so good. And... Also, V, could you please read out the DC comics that are coming out next week? Sure.
1: Next week, we're going to get uh, the Black Label American Vampire, 1976, number two. I still have yet to pick that up. Me too. Dark Knights, Death Metal, Infinite Hours, Extreme, <laughs> with three X's, number oh one. Oh, my gosh. And it's <laughs> not,
0: like, I, I saw this thing, first of all. This the ridiculousness of death metal needs to stop. It's so over this the whole top. event needs to stop. It started off okay and it's just been getting more and more ridiculous past the second issue. Scott Snyder wants to step down as DC's main writer and wants to do his own stuff, but it seems like he doesn't wanna go. Because it keeps adding on all these side, like, one-shot stories for this event. Then
1: again, it could be filler. And
0: introducing all these new Batman and whatnot. That's
1: true. This is, like, DC Comics sort of midlife crisis right now.
0: Oh, it is so bad. And, like, with this one, I saw the cover of it. I saw Lobo on the cover. <laughs> and then I just found out today that it's not Lobo. It is another Batman who injected himself with Zarnian DNA which is the species that Lobo is and this one is known as the Batman who frags.
1: I'm I'm gonna be honest with you um I'm surprised it took them this long. I really am. <laughs> I expected this sooner honestly. A hybrid between <laughs> Batman and Lobo and now we get to see more of this try hard leather wearing guy stuff. It's heavy metal or sorry dark
0: metal. Well, I- I didn't even think of it because, again, like, we already had the Batman who injected himself with the doomsday serum. I was like, they're not going to do the same thing twice. And clearly I was wrong.
1: Uh, I mean, at least they didn't say something like, ah, you know, Thomas Wayne met some alien and now (laughs) we have Bruce.
0: (laughs) Tie it to, like, that dark multiverse where everybody turned into part of Lobo's DNA.
1: That's true, they did already use Lobo, but here's the thing. It seems like every bad Batman, they do it to themselves. Yeah. It's it's never somebody else's fault. It's always like, Batman did something weird. And he, if Batman does something weird, the whole universe has to suffer.
0: I mean, like what he fused himself with the doomsday serum he fused himself with the zarnian dna he fused himself with the anti-life equation becoming the new dark side he fused himself with martian Manhunter. he fused himself and the flash
1: mm-hmm. his will to kill overpowered the green lantern uh the ring mm-hmm. the power ring so he's just it's too much it's a lot it's time to it's stop way too much we we need to put this one to bed, alright? This is mm-hmm. this is too much. So I'm I'm ready for the new writers. Like bring it on. I make fun of the next phase. I think it's silly, but you know what? New is better sometimes, so let's just let's put this baby to bed. No more dark metal, please, and thank you. I was a big proponent of it at first. I was, like, telling everyone, yeah, it looks silly, yeah, it looks like it's trying too hard, but it's actually well-written, and it's
0: And it was. It's fun. It was yeah.
1: Fun. It's a little stale.
0: It's not just stale. I just feel like it's just way over the top now, where it's like, I didn't get to use any of these ideas, so I'm just gonna throw them all in now. they
1: mm-hmm. are getting the leftovers. Because I want to
0: get them out there. Yeah.
1: Oh well. Anyways, that one's out mm-hmm. if you want to see the Batman <laughs> frags. Yep. Dark Knight, Death Metal, Infinite Hours, Extreme, number one. Uh, Detective Comics 1030 will be out next week. We get to see what Tomasi's up to now. The Flash 765, The Green Lantern Season 2, number nine, and Hawkman 29.
0: The last issue yeah. of Venditti's beautiful Hawkman series. It was so good. I cannot wait to pick up the trades when they come out. I almost have all the issues actually. Are you
1: missing some?
0: I'm missing a couple.
1: I might have them. I will fill out your collection because that's a good one to have everyone to. And then we also have the new (laughs) punchline (laughs) special number one.
0: It's just a one shot uh, from what I've heard, it's going to be a couple little stories within it.
1: Alright, well hopefully they figure out an angle because it seems like... I think people want to like Punchline more than they do and so this is kind of trying to give them that fuel, but if it's not good it's just going to go the opposite direction. Because a lot of people hate her.
0: Yeah. Uh, The only thing I've heard about Punchline that's good is um, apparently she's great for cosplaying.
1: I hate that. There was this accusation a few years ago where people were like, uh, the the clothes are getting more and more basic because I think they're trying to bait cosplayers. But that's not how cosplayers think. Mm-hmm. They want to dress in the most outlandish, insane things that make them look cool.
0: Like, have you never gone to a Comic-Con?
1: Yeah. Otherwise, everyone would be dressed like Star Trek characters. People want to be yeah. dressed, like, insane with, like, wings and mm-hmm. horns and nonsense. So, like, you know, go crazy with it your It does designs. make it
0: easier to dress up like that i mean look at like pre flashpoint superboy outfits all you need to do is go to hot topic and buy a t-shirt
1: yeah but people don't like to dress up like that when i was at my last con i saw so many of like the connors that had like this
0: the, the 90s
1: yeah you want you want the cool leather jacket you want that awesome one piece that like the sides go up too high you know um mm-hmm. in color like, he had that weird high waist, but it, it worked for him, you know? Yeah. So people love that, and I mm-hmm. don't see many people just going around with the with the black tee.
0: You did not hang out with me at cons a lot, then, because that's, that's usually my go-to, because <laughs> I don't dress up.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a cop-out. That's not what we call cosplay. That's a coward. No offense. <laughs>
0: that's but okay. you
1: wear that in your day-to-day, so, like, that shouldn't even be... That's true, too. That's not even a costume. I'm not dissing your daily look. All right. Superman number twenty seven is coming out.
0: That is the second to the last issue. <laughs> I
1: Love that you're keeping the countdown going.
0: Oh, I'm so ready.
1: We also get Wonder Woman number seven hundred sixty six. It's it's fine. It'll be over sometime.
0: <laughs> those, those variants though. Those variants. Those are variants are so,
1: nice. are so good. This is literally ah. the only reason I'm reading these is because they're within reach. Like, <laughs> I'm just getting the Middleton covers so your turn
0: yeah so for next week for marvel once again they are beating out dc dc only had nine issues so marvel we have the amazing spider-man 52 and the amazing spider-man 52 last remains because i don't know what this event is i'm about to be six issues behind on spider-man i haven't really been keeping up we have marvel champions number two excalibur number 14 iron man number three The Magnificent Miss Marvel, number 16, which I believe is uh, ending soon as well. Mm. Marauders, number 15. Marvel Zombies Resurrection, number 4. Savage Avengers, 14. Star Wars Darth Vader, number 7. Strange Academy, number 5. Taskmaster, number 1, which I am excited to pick up. Really? I've always been interested in reading more about Taskmaster because I've never seen enough of him. And uh, then we have Warhammer 40,000. Marnius Calgar, number 2 those of you who don't know warhammer Forty Thousand was a tabletop game like sci-fi marines pretty much uh like hobby store by me used to have a table there with tournaments every week or whatever for warhammer and one of my friends had a bunch of warhammer magazines but anyway marvel apparently got the rights for them and they had their number one a couple weeks ago did you pick it up and now this is issue two i did not because i don't know enough about it and i don't care too
1: okay fair enough
0: and then uh wolverine number seven also comes out next week. Thanks. Thank you guys very much for listening to this week's episode of the Court of Owlots podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at Court of Owlots. Let us know which comic you want us to cover next week and make sure to stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing to the podcast on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, and everywhere else you may listen to your podcasts. Take care, guys. Bye.